I need a new JSA comic. We can get a JSA show. We can get a cartoon. We can hit the works because like, yes, I'm here. It's all, and it's like, thank you to The Rock for that. (laughs) 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 How else are we going to get here? Because who else is thinking about the JSA outside of me? Well, okay. I mean, this might be a time for me to make a confession. I have a confession. This is a safe space. Yeah. Today, right now, maybe. <laughs> I kind of really love Welcome back to another episode of another relaunch. I am Piotr Rasputin, aka Colossus. Mmm, big and strong. Oh, I'm Bobby Drake, Iceman. Oh, <laughs> the opposite. He had a good week, I know, right? He had a good week. Yeah, that's the king. You know, I've been having my my feelings about him recently, just with the story he's been getting, but. I don't know. It feels like a really natural progression for Bobby Drake for me. I don't know what else you want. (laughs) I bet that is my problem. That's that's my problem. I think I just have really had a different idea of what it was. (laughs) He's cool, though. I love his powers. And we're going to talk about it later. I think he's cool. And, like, honestly, I'm here for it. And, like, the solo thing he's doing and the people he's with. This is what you, you said you me that he was a solo. I did it. Yes. I did it. I remember when you said it. And I was like, Ice Man, Bobby Drake. But no, it like actually makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really nice for him. Good. Yeah. All of them got their own lane. He could just go do his own thing. Agreed. How how are you doing this week? Um, I'm doing wonderful. My birthday was You early. had a birthday. Yes. Happy yes, birthday. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who like sent the happy birthday and well wishes and all that good stuff on social media and the emails. That was very nice. I appreciate it. Um, so I had a really good week. I went and got my hair cut. See, see. So right. yes. I was feeling good. I was looking good. You know, I was like outside for a little bit, saw some friends. It was just a good time. It's just been a really good week. It is raining today. So that is like the end of the week so now i think it was like the sign okay stay inside <laughs> is it do you have a pride this weekend or is it like a pride fest I'm, or whatever let's say yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't keep your ear to the streets you'll know what's going on in the community I, I saw a lot of them outside when like i was out but i just don't know what's going on like specifically for the weekend but i'm pretty sure something is happening somewhere yeah I'm also like, I'm old. My bedtime is late, so like, I can only kick it for so long. All of my family was <laughs> me and saying, happy birthday, you're getting old. I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, what's going on That's here? Rude. <laughs> I was like, what do y'all mean? And I was like, you know, it's true. I was like, but I have been saying it. It's more of a rebrand. I'm in my, um, I'm entering my next level. It's my awakening. Okay. So that's okay. Been great. Oh, we're going spiritual. All right. Yes. Very. <laughs> <laughs> the third eye is open and we are ascending. I love it. Stage like a portal just opened somewhere and it's like, okay, I'm feeling what you're putting out. 
Let's do it. What did um, I love it? Did Xavier say when the X Men took over the world, humans or Earth? Why you slept? The world changed. Period. <laughs> what an opening line. He snapped. What an opening line. I know people think that, like, he snapped so much that people want that to be the opening for, like, the MCU for the X-Men. Just start with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I could see that. That would be hot. That would be hot, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, this is what We really going into it. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. And, like, it actually makes sense because it's like, oh, they haven't been around for this entire time. We haven't seen them. So it's like, yeah, why not? We just pop up. Hello. And you know, Hickman's got something, some kind of contract with them, because they use a lot of his mm. his his stories for the MCU. Maybe. Although I think maybe they just might be more recent stuff. I've noticed that the MCU tends to pick up more, like, recent stories, mm-hmm. but they use, like, the characters and, like, the characterizations from, like, when they were fully formed in, like, the 80s or, mm-hmm. you know, the 70s or whatever. But they use stories from, like, today. I mean, that makes sense. I think a lot of the stories from today are kind of rebranded stories from the 80s. And in the, mm. well, actually, no, I would say like those early 2000 stories were kind of rebranded 80s stories. I think now we're hitting the point where a lot of people are redoing 90s stories and like modernizing those for the new times. So it makes sense. And the 90s was high, despite what people made. I liked it. Listen, Lorna was on X Factor and they were the action team going out on missions and stuff. And mm-hmm. She was cussing out Havoc every every other chance. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the updates for this week. Um, mm-hmm. We had the Black Adam trailer. Well, I don't know if you want to call it like a full trailer or a teaser, but a Black Adam trailer dropped this week and... Yeah. Um uh it looks like a movie starring The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Rock. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, The Rock is like actually one of my favorite people in like the entire world. Because I think like the way he has navigated Hollywood is so so inspiring. Because that man stayed booked. He stayed busy. He has one of the best agents in the world. He's made millions. And it's like, the, you know exactly what you're going to get from the movie, and you're going to go see it, and you're going to go love it anyway. And then I also really support him in his feud with Vin Diesel. I think that is like yes. the funniest thing in the world. Vin Diesel does not yes. seem like a nice man. So, I'm sticking with the rock. I, I loved his rebrand of people love The Rock so much that, like, I don't know if you remember during um, the Trump era... Uh-huh. He like came. He like came out and said, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I was a Republican a lot before this. <laughs> but, like, well, gonna... <laughs> but I don't think he, I think he was like, oh, I'm not gonna do this. But it was like, wait, what? <laughs> Just let it all go. Completely forgot. <laughs> Completely forgot. But no, it it definitely does look like a movie starring The Rock. However, I'm gonna go see it. It's got the JSA in it. I don't know what else you want me you to know say. What? Listeners out there, people need to realize that Keenan is a huge like JSA fan, um, and <laughs> he just really loves the JSA. It's such a shock to me because I'm so used to people always saying they like the Justice League, but you have always ten toes <laughs> down for the JSA. <laughs> like, <laughs> the society is where it's at, and that's where yeah. I need to be. I'm like actually really 
hoping i don't know if you've seen but dc comics is going to be doing some um like little one-shot issues for the characters in the movie so it's going to be like alder hodges uh hawkman is getting a comic that adam smasher that cyclone so like black hawkman is coming everybody get ready to buy it um so i was like really excited for all of those and i was like oh hopefully this is going to bring about the resurgence because you know if there's one thing dc does love it's there's little um synergy and so i was like i need a new jsa comic we can get a JSA show, we can get a cartoon, we can hit the works because like, yes, I'm here. It's all, and it's like, thank you to The Rock for that. (laughs) 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 How else are we gonna get here? Because who else is thinking about the JSA outside of me? Nothing, well, okay. I mean- This might be a time for me to make a confession. I have a confession, this is a safe space. Yes, today, right now, maybe. I kind of really love Dr. Fate. Period. I know. I know. I know I'm like anti magic and all that stuff. Are you anti magic? I don't think you really are. You might. I don't know. If anyone has been listening to this show long enough, I feel like they know the truth. So it's okay. Maybe that's for the new people. I say what I said. I'm still not, you know, a fan of magic, but Dr. Fate, he kind of clears. He's cool. <laughs> well, he He's really cool. The helmet of Fate. Now, now, the CGI in the movie is looking a little Dr. Fate. I mean, looking a little Dr. Strange. <laughs> that should tell you something. <laughs> it's looking a little Ooh. Dr. Strange, but whatever. The costume looks cool. I love the helmet. Um, although I don't know why they didn't want to give this the movie eye holes. It's just a bucket. Mm, I actually don't mind just the bucket. I think it adds a little bit like of mystery to it because it's like, ooh, who is he looking at? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like to like it when they glow. You know, it's cool. Oh, that's nice too. That because then cool. like the helmet looks like alive, like since mm-hmm. it's like Nabu and stuff. Oh, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Oh no, you might have just turned me into the eye holes. So that's because I'm Loki a stare. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you know, it's, crazy. Cool. it's crazy. I do think that he should have a new series soon. Like, but again, like this is what I need yeah. this movie to do. It's like, but and this one thing I will say about DC personally, I think they have a lot of really good talent right now, writing and art-wise. So there's so many people who I could see doing it. Um it just needs to happen. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Doctor Fate will probably get something along the lines when the movie come out. I know they were trying to use. I want to be culturally respected to say. I think it's Khalid. 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 Yeah. Khalid. Okay. That's how they say it on Young. I know that. I was trying to be respectful. I don't really know, but I think that. Um, I think they were trying to use him right Mm -hmm. in the comics right now. Like they were using him for a bit, or at least recently, and they were just like the both of them were Doctor Fate. But I don't know if they're gonna kind of continue. They're both operating as Doctor Fate and um, Justice League Dark for a little bit too. Oh, which cool! Which was like really nice because you like saw them bonding and having their interaction, and like Kent was teaching him. It was a cool little moment. They deserve a book. Let's do I it. I like them. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more a closer look at Cyclone. We only really saw that like her use her powers when she was kind of that that green smoke or whatever. Um, but I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of that in this trailer. I really did not like the filter that of the trailer. And like I said, the set pieces look a little cheap. The costumes look a little cheap. <laughs> but you know, it's so interesting. Um, 
when you look at HBO like Max. DC, yeah, DC and like who they're giving like their costume budgets to. Because I think about something like Jason Momoa and Aquaman suit, like that looks right. really, really good. Um, but then I also think about something like the guy who plays Shazam and like how that suit looked. But it was like it looked a little like kind of like got it from the toy store, but it's like also it looked good. It worked for the movie. And then you see mm-hmm. something like Black Hat. It's like, hmm, we were trying to do both and neither <laughs> Like what's going on here? Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. But I mean, overall, I think, would you recommend this trailer to people? Because I, I, I think I would out of just to be like, look at this movie that's starring The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it like, yes, you got to see this trailer to go, so you can go see this movie. I would be like, look at this starring The Rock. The Flying. I mean, I will, but I was, like, at, but I was like, look at the JSA. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, look at Adam Smasher running like a giant going through here. Look at Dr. Fate in his little mirror dimension. Like, I don't know. Oh, maybe we could even throw in uh, Journey Smollett's Black Canary into like a JSA thing. Period. I was going to say, how can we how can we make that work? But like, these universes don't matter. Just do they it. Would- They'll do whatever. But again, I think that is like kind of the beauty of DC, where it's like, don't think that hard. Just know what's Mm -hmm. happening. (laughs) They're here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then y'all let us know what you thought about the trailer, because we have some opinions. (laughs) Okay. um, Also, this week, we find out that there has been a Thunderbolts movie that is in the works. And um, this will be directed by uh, Jake Shire. Apologies if I mispronounced his name. But he has been tapped to direct the movie. Now, are you interested in seeing the Thunderbolts movie? From what they were saying, characters like uh, Yelena, uh, Taskmaster, um, were some names that they were throwing out that could be on the team. Um... So I think if we were getting a Thunderbolts movie that's kind of based around the people who we've been getting in the MCU so far, like Ghost, Yelena, Taskmaster, whatever, I would be interested in seeing Yelena and Ghost, but I would not be interested in seeing anybody else. Um, (laughs) I think when it comes to the Thunderbolts, if I see them, I do want to see like that original grouping of like Moonstone and Songbird, those kind of folks in that space. But I don't think that's what we're going to get. But if they want to introduce Moonstone in it, then yeah, I'll be all in. I mean, if they are looking at the Suicide Squad, which James Gunn did for uh, DC. I definitely don't want that. Not at all. But I mean, like, the way that that movie introduced a bunch of characters, Mm. this could do something like that where you did, like, even though we've never seen Moonstone before, they could throw in Moonstone because she's just a villain now that are part of the Thunderbolts. I'm not sure how different they will try to make this from the Suicide Squad. I hope a lot. <laughs> so that it's not just like a bit of the same kind of movie, even though the Thunderbolts aren't like the Suicide Squad. Like their mantra isn't the same. No, the but Thunderbolts I feel like that, that like, happened now. I feel like the Thunderbolts were always the villains who were like being heroes. Like they were like truly like trying to be turned around into being heroes and like doing good stuff. Um, and he, even like when Luke Cage was on the team, I think he had took a bunch of the villains and they were doing like uh, reform work, I guess you could call it. So I don't see them being like the Suicide Squad and I don't think they should be presented like it, but you know. 
They could be. You know. <laughs> you know how we never have ones with an MCU. Like, they could do whatever. Um, yeah, I hope that bad. this... Do you want this movie to kind of really, like, be the centerpiece for, like, the street-level characters? Again, like... I think if they're about, using these Thunderbolts characters, they've got to be, like, quote-unquote, building towards it, right? Like, using everybody from before. But again, I think that's my thing. Like, I think about all the people who are in the MCU right now who could probably be on the Thunderbolts. It's like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> now, y'all know how I feel about Taskmaster. This would, oh. Although, this could be a chance to fix it. To redo it, to get a new one. Because yeah. they did, because they healed that girl at the end of the movie. So she might not need to be a Taskmaster anymore. <laughs> I don't watch that movie that after. <laughs> it's like Sorry. so crazy when you just like go back to think about it. It was like wow. That was <laughs> For like, what? That was they did him dirty. The MCU is a nasty place. It is like <laughs> such true. a it bad is. place to be. I know, but I told that I like sent them a tweet. I was like, my faves are on ice. Please don't introduce anyone else. all it does is just really boost the popularity of your faves because movies just movies and television just reach a wider audience than comics Mm -hmm. so like more people are gonna find out about your favorite characters but bitch you think i want more people to find out about that taskmaster absolutely not Mm. no Mm. i mean she was scary in the first half when she was she did when she was in a tank. This girl was doing work when she was uh, when fighting she, on the bridge. When she in the bridge and she did uh, Natasha's little choke slam move <laughs> on her. <laughs> she cleared it. She kind of gagged her a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hot. So, I don't know. At least, you know, that's something. Like, they'll get a moment. At least. I will always say that the MCU at least does get, like, action scenes right. Like... Mm-hmm. I remember someone on Twitter did like this, some like long montage of like a bunch of action scenes like together. And it was really, really cool. And it made me realize like, oh, I guess they really have like some cool fight scenes within Maybe the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. So, yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that was all of the updates for this week. Let's go ahead and take a little break and then we'll come right back. Cool. Alright, alright, hello, hello, welcome back for another review as we get into this week's comics. And um DC cleared it. They did. They're like doing the damn thing. It's kind of a standard for them. <laughs> no, they've been doing the damn thing. I absolutely love that. So let's get right on into it. Um starting off the week, we had like the big event for DC's kicking off is Dark Crisis number one, and that comes from Joshua Williamson and Daniel Samperi on art. And for those who were reading, the death of Justice League have been um, killed, and the world is kind of like feeling that. Cool, yes, quote unquote, killed. Uh, and the world is like feeling that now we have Nightwing giving like a nice eulogy about like the League and like what they represent for heroes. We also kind of see like the heroes up that. that are left. Can we talk about that for a second. Did yeah. you realize that was like a flashback to when he first became Robin? Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't know. I thought that was cool. <laughs> like. Okay. 
It was, it was nice. a candlelight of when he like gave his first oath of teaming up with Batman and becoming Batman and Robin and everybody getting their little candles to do it too. It's cool. I mean, Nightwing kind of, is good. I guess if you're a Nightwing fan, I guess it will really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like okay, I'll take your word for it. But um, you know, and then so as we go throughout like the issue, we kind of see that like there are a bunch of different cults and groups in the um DC universe that are all talking about like this darkness, and everyone seems to be getting like real antsy, like something's coming, and we see a bunch of different heroes dealing with it. How Jordan returns, and he's like, "What's going on?" So they fill him in, John and the Flash, and so obviously like how Jordan's like the lead can't be dead. We got to investigate it. So him and um Flash go on about their way, and we're left with Mr. John Kent, and he realizes that like okay the world needs a justice league so we get this montage of him going to ask various people he sees yara yara's like absolutely not he sees jace jace is like absolutely not he sees jackson jackson's like of course i'm going to do it (laughs) 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 um but i will say like the in the moments with uh john Yara and like and Jace I thought those were all like really well done and nice and I enjoyed them giving like reasons for why John I mean for Jace excuse me and Yara were both like no and her especially in the sense of like she's trying to build her own legacy just this wonder girl which already has stuff with it and she's not ready um but then of course we see like John Ice and a bunch of different other heroes throughout the DC universe Dr. Light, Harley Quinn, Killer Frost, Peacemaker, um Vixen just all giving their reasons and he ends up with Naomi yeah to Naomi which leaves him with this like ragtag team of heroes who he takes to Black Adam to be like this is who we're going to use and Black Adam's like no which (laughs) I thought was like he was like this is some scrubs (laughs) he was like although he did say the fish was a maybe he put some respect on <laughs> and that's what we like to see. Okay, like let's he talk. He did say the fish was a maybe. <laughs> like I know that's right, and so um, but then all of that. Try my girl, Doctor Light, though. <laughs> trying to call her old. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Doctor Light is a character who, like, I only have read like when she appears and stuff. I haven't really gone back and read like her uh, origin and like a bunch of books with her. Mm-hmm. But I think I really like her. I will um, say that there's not like that many. Yeah, I think she's very similar to Vixen in the way that they've both been around for a lot and they've done like a lot of things, but like there hasn't been like too much focus on them as singular characters. Although that one little team up, um, there's a couple of Justice League issues during where Dwayne McDuffie wrote them, and the team yes. just Vixen, John, Doctor Light, Firestorm, and Bla- uh, not Black Canary, uh, Zatanna, and like probably honestly my favorite league lineup of all time. It was like four issues. But it's, <laughs> it's like, yes, this is it. I got John Stewart, Vixen, and Dr. Light all on the same team. Yes. And, and like Vixen <laughs> and Dr. Light were kind of giving each other some fire because she was like, Vixen was like uh, challenging everybody on the team. Like, why are you here? And Dr.'s like, you need to calm down. She's like, you're here to help people. <laughs> it was good stuff. I kind of like her. <laughs> She's a cool girl. So. Once that happens, you know, they're still talking about the team. The guy who has killed, quote-unquote, the Justice League talks about how he's going to use the multiverse, or he's going to use the dark chaos energy that's coming to destroy the multiverse, and that's where our issue ends, and so we're going to be getting into it. I actually kind of, like, enjoyed this. Oh, wait, no. Titus Tower gets attacked. Which is oh, funny. yeah. Uh, the, all the Academy kids probably killed, but... Uh... Yeah, but I've never read any of them. And, you know, it's time. The Titans need a little bit of a culling. 
Yeah. The brand has been what it has been for a while now. And it's time. It's time to get it back to it. It's been flopping. You can say it. They've been, they've been flopping. They tried Titans Academy. That was a flop. Them kids weren't doing anything hot. Let's just scrap it and start over. Okay. It's okay. We can move on. We're going to go. But, like, then the issue ends. But I will say, like, overall, I actually, like, really enjoyed this issue. Um, and I'm kind of excited for the rest of Dark Crisis. Me too. I'm actually, like, really excited for this event. I know, obviously, the, the Justice League isn't dead. If any, have anyone read Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, Pryor was also in that. And the way that Flash died, like, he got, like, sent to this, like, world or whatever. I think that's what's happening with the Justice League now. Like, they didn't die, but Pariah is using, like, the their deaths, the darkness that comes from their deaths to, like, power this machine that he's going to use to take out the multiverse. And every character, the Justice League, they're all in their, like, own worlds. So I think that's where all these one-shots that are coming out of Dark Crisis are going to be about, where each one-shot is going to show us what, like, their mm-hmm. world is. Which honestly makes sense why that one-shot is going to be John... It's like he's like a superhero. The his world. He looks good. Yeah. King. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, also, like, I love the art on this. Daniel Sapir is one of my favorite artists. So, yeah. uh, everybody, this looked was fantastic. everybody looked great. I'm excited to see more of his Jackson, even though I've seen a lot of his Jackson already. But, no, like, so yeah, he's dropping <laughs> him a lot. <laughs> um, though, John Kent, he's kind of a flop. He is, but, like, I appreciate that everyone <laughs> thinks he is. Like, and that seems to be, like, the running joke in D.C. It's like, baby, nobody really cares for you. Like, we understand you're only here because of nepotism. and Which is, how come he's not using that nepotism to be great? I like, think, lean into I think he's trying to, but I think a thing of him is that he is annoying. Mm. And it's just kind of like, okay. He is annoying. <laughs> oh, no, I just don't <laughs> first time, man. I, th- I wish they, it seems like they kind of fumbled his character arc because he hit more when he was younger. I did. I heard, and I used to hear a lot of really good things about that Super Sons book when it was like him and Damien. Yeah. Like people really. That's great. Aging him up to this, to be like, you know, nepotism baby. I don't know if it's hidden. I don't think it is, but. <laughs> I don't know. I think that they can turn... It's Pride Month. I shouldn't say nothing about the game. (laughs) I was going to say, I think they can, like, turn that in... I think there's a positive spin for that. I think that it's not working, and I think, like, that should be the story. Like, you know, you're just being the nepotism baby. It's not working. Nobody actually is respecting you or, like, enjoying you. Then we can get into some genuine characterizations. Like, who do you want to be, and what do you want to represent? Mm-hmm. Outside of your dad. Exactly. But what would you rate Dark Crisis number one? Honestly, I would give this issue a four point five out of five. Oh, okay. Maybe a maybe a maybe a four out of five. I really enjoyed it. It was a great a great like setup for mm-hmm. like this event, which I think is gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A nice fun like crisis event for these. I'm interested to see how the legacy heroes really step up mm-hmm. because the league is truly like everybody gone, mm-hmm. and and it's not even like you know their their legacy characters are there, you know, like Nightwing and all of them and stuff. Like, they also have their own things to do. Like, these are all the other legacy characters who need to really kind of step up, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I hope Red Tornado pops up. I always liked him. The JSA. 
Oh my gosh. I don't know what to say. But anyway, no, I will also give this a four out of five. Um, I don't really know how much I care about like the Titan stuff and Deathstroke and all of that. I haven't been reading his yeah. Deathstroke Ink book or whatever's going on over there. So I don't really know why he's still so upset about the Titans. I don't know. I feel like Deathstroke being mad about them is a little overplayed, but whatever. It is what it is. I'm excited for Yeah, that. I feel like, you know, he I feel like that's such an age old like battle that i don't know people just get hyped from it or something i don't really i don't really need to see it i only want to see it because daniel some Perry drawing it so i think now it's gonna be hot point, especially after titans it's just made me realize like this old man just beating up all these kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't like them kids <laughs> like, go, just, like go fight some adults sir what is wrong with yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> oh but no all right, and so next up on the list is Poison Ivy number one, the new number one this week, and that comes from G. Willow Wilson and Marcel Takara. And, like, let me tell you, the rollout for this book has been immaculate. I don't know if you have been online, but the way they've done the covers, the variants, like, the promo, and I think this is one of its Pride Month. Oh, yeah, there's, like, Pride on the front, so it's one of the Pride <laughs> So it's, like, coming in with all that. Like, it is good. And, like... This is a creative team. I don't know if you are new to the show or I've just never said it, maybe. But Marcio Takara is probably, like, my favorite artist of all time. Him and Ryan Sook, like, very often tied for the number one spot. And having him on Poison Ivy, another chick who I love. Yeah. It was high. And this issue itself was really good. Did you read it? I did not. Poison Ivy is someone who I could never really get into. You are not What? I think that this is something that you should read to get you into her. I think this was like, I think a lot of times with Poison Ivy, writers tend to like try and. Harley Girlfriend. Harley Girlfriend, that is very bad. (laughs) She's Harley's girlfriend, or they like can't really decide if they want her to be like villain, anti hero, like eco terrorist, whatever. Like it's all these things. And I think this issue does a really good job at like combining all of that and showing like she has this moment. So in the Uh, beginning of the issue we're kind of starting like the middle of the story a little bit she's talking about death and like giving back to the earth and she seems to have um sent like some type of poison throughout the earth and it's like going like turning people into or turning creatures into like these like fermented things that die and these guys trying like confront her on it and she kills them and she talks about like you know i don't want to kill people like i don't actually hate people i think they're fine and i think they're necessary we are just who we are she's like but like i think the earth is more important and like it talks about her connection to the green um she actually does meet with harley quinn and they talk about like when harley had died and harley had a police and bringing her back i'm not sure if this is in heroes in crisis or in one of the other books where Harley's been like attacked and died, because that's been happening a lot to her lately. Um, Cause she was in Catwoman and they were trying to kidnap her. They, she was in Swamp Thing and they were dealing with it there. So I don't know if this lost time. Damn. Yeah, like they've been treating her. Like, <laughs> she's been going through it. So I don't know if this is, but I remember in Heroes in Crisis, she did like die and come back. So I think that is from that. Uh, but Harley's just, I mean, not Harley, Ivy is telling her, like, I understand why you did it. I know you did it because you wanted to have me back, but it also, like, destroyed a part of me. And, like, I can't really get over that. And I can't really, like, forgive that and get past it so easily. And so she kind of, like, separates herself from her for that and continues. Okay. I know, right? So I'm telling you, like, this is what you like All to right. see. Um, <laughs> so she comes back. She continues on her little mission. There is a part in the issue where she talks about how 
if you're reading this, I'm already dead. And she talks about whatever the poison she sent out is like now affecting her. She doesn't seem to be at full power or have her full connection to the green. And so something is killing her and something's hurting her. She has this really cool uh, part where she like does something with photosynthesis and the lights and she like creates this like really dope plant form and like her hair is up. It looks really like Marcio Takara's art is fantastic. The colors are fantastic. I cannot recommend this enough. Um, but by the end of the issue, whatever she has like set loose, whatever is dying, some monster is like clawing its way out. And there's just like some good narration that we're going to get into the rest of the book. It's only four issues. So, but I'm excited for the next one. Do you think this is just four issues and more people buying it can turn it into an ongoing? Or is this is like a mini series? I do think so. I think that DC has been really good about that. Like these things that have been mini series or like marked as four issues, five issues, eight issues, just the good word of mouth that gets it up. And then here we go, we get another four or five, six, eight, however many needs to go. So I think that could be a thing. And it, I do see a lot of positive reviews about this. I don't know if it's a lot of people who, like you said, are just coming in knowing she's Harley's girlfriend and they think I, um, they think Harley's going to be a big part of that. And so, but that doesn't seem like it's going to be it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she already said no. Like, yeah, she was like, and she acknowledged Let me do my own thing. In the book, again, she tells her, she's like, I love you, I understand it, I know why you did it, but, like, there's part of me missing. There's something wrong. I need to figure out, I gotta be on my own. And it's like, I love when relationships do that. Midnight and Apollo do that very often as well. That's another couple that I really think is cool. Oh, she won like a double Jeez, I love them. Yeah. So, it was a really good issue. I do, like, recommend it. Um, or even, like, just checking that first issue out on DC Universe Infinite when it comes out and seeing how you like it. I think this is a creative team. I really like G. Willow Wilson. She's one of yeah. those women. She just, she gets it. And I, I was a fan of her yeah. Marvel run. Yeah. I, pers- I personally didn't stick with it that long just because, like, she started dealing with, like, teenage stuff. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to read it all the time, but still a great series. Very much so. Um, so all in all, I'd definitely rate this a 4.5 out of 5. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to be, like, fair and not give a full 5, but, like, it was kind of perfect <laughs> for me. I don't know what else to say. Um, Goodbye. Yeah, and so next up on the list is another new number one, and another... I was This was a good week. It's Aquaman <laughs> and Drama, the number one, and this comes from Ram V and Christian Boy. And so, you know, this is a black label book from D.C., and those aren't really in a normal continuity, but it's like it's a little bit more mature story. And this one has a lot of sci-fi horror elements to it. I think straight off the bat, if you are into movies like Cloverfield or Underwater with Kristen Stewart, which is like an A-plus movie everyone should go and see that you've never seen that. I think this is an issue that you're really going to enjoy. Um, it starts out with like Aquaman. He is meeting this lady and she's giving him this story about like him trying to run from his path and trying to run from his place as a part of the water and how she's going to be dead the next time he comes there. We see that something has fallen from the sky and we have these uh, scientists and they're talking about it. It's gone into what's known as the spacecraft cemetery. It's supposed to be the farthest point from any human land, but like they need to know what came out of space because it wasn't a meteorite and all this stuff like that. So they send a team to go out there to try and figure out what's going on. All this is going on. 
Black Manta's also in the book. He knows that something's come down from space, and he knows that it's something crazy, so he's about to look into it. And then the issue ends with, like, one of the sub, uh, space, uh, not space teams, the team that's in the submarines going to investigate. They get attacked by this, like, giant monster. It, like, starts pulling them off and killing them, breaking the ship in half, and Aquaman comes in looking great, and he's trying to save the day. And that's where the issue ends. But there's, like, a lot of really cool internal narration throughout the story, not even just from Aquaman's point of view, but just from like the other characters in the story. And they're talking about things just like life and death. Then like, again, there's a lot of horror and sci-fi elements. So there's a lot more going on beneath the surface. It was just such an intriguing issue. It was Christian Ward's art is like immaculate. It gives off the perfect mood, the perfect tone, like the very opening scenes. I just felt like I was watching a movie. Like, you know, it's like they're going around. They're like, okay, you know, at 0800 hours, we got wind of this thing falling from space. It was too big to be a meteorite. It wasn't breaking up into the sky. We don't know what's going on. Like, it's freaking us out. We got all the scientists they're talking about, and they're getting nasty with each other. They're cussing in the books. Someone says, let's not F around. And I was like, whoa. I was like, it's getting hot in here. All right, Um, yeah. (laughs) So... Just like it was, it was really good. I and everybody knows this is a Ramsey Stain account, so I did not expect it to be bad. Right. But it's really interesting how I'm still kind of blown away by his work a little bit, and like I can still read it and be like, "Damn, this is still really good." And it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know how you keep doing it. It's something about that guy. He's great. <laughs> and I wonder if great. he'll end up taking over like the Aqua Corner to go oh. like give that to him. Could you imagine? And so you know this is like technically his second time writing Aquaman because he wrote him a little bit during the Justice League Dark backups when they mm-hmm. were in the League. So it's just like, ooh, that but Arthur's there. Ooh, but if he could write Jackson, that would also be hot. I'm not opposed. Well, you know, Arthur's probably gonna come back. They'll probably put put Arthur and Jackson together again. Yeah. I mean, and I know I'm not even upset about that. I said that like he is, like he's not my favorite character or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm down for all of them. It's just really cool, like to see Ram V writing your favorite character and like doing it. Yeah. Well. And like a story that's tailor made for me. Or Under the Sea, LA, yeah. stuff coming from space. What? I love Cloverfield. I've seen, I've seen the art for it. It looks really, really cool. It looks good. Um, this is the like kind of coral armor that Aquaman has is kind of cool too. Designs are Dem- amazing. I was like, oh, that's different. I never thought about like him using coral. That's a, a smart idea. <laughs> It's a fantastic first issue. I, this is actually getting a five out of five from me. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> <laughs> they did that. Um, and then next up on our list is, oh, because it is the gay month, the DC Pride Anthology came out this month. And um, did you read this? <laughs> That's crazy. That is insane. I know. I did not know. I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I've been. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna just be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna just be honest. Uh-huh. I've been kind of underwhelmed with the like Pride anthologies. So I will say that I'm usually underwhelmed with the Marvel ones, but I actually like the DC ones. I I do think that when DC does its little specials for the um heroes of color and like the pride ones and all of that stuff. I think they're very well done and it's a very stark difference in them. I think the Marvel ones kind of put a lot of emphasis on, I don't want to necessarily say the experience of coming out, but just like 
remind you for the first time, quote unquote, that this character is gay or yes. character is trans or lesbian or whatever. Whereas I feel like the DC specials really just show the heroes doing their everyday stuff and them being gay or trans or lesbian kind of secondary to it. And it, but it like filters into the story somehow. So when like Jackson has one in this and during this, he's um, talking about like, him being a hero and he's like out doing stuff, but then like he goes to meet with the little boy he's dating, Hawaii. And like he introduces uh-huh. him to his family and they have a moment. And then it's like, but they're also talking about like how, you know, he is being Aquaman right now and all the stuff he's going through and like his, and, and then he kind of gets into like his stuff with his mom. And like then it's like, okay, but he gets back to hearing. Whereas I feel like the Marvel ones would just like just focus on that one portion of the story where he's talking about like, yeah, when I first came out to my mom, we know that we saw it 50 times already. <laughs> right. We know you gay. That's why we here. Exactly. Um, and then even the one that features Connor Hawk, he's has like internal narration about his sexuality and stuff, but the entire issue, he's like fighting people. He's like stopping crime. And like on a mission. That's cool. Yeah. And he's taking people down. He's like, oh yeah, I also want to fight Lady Shiva and I want to do this and I want to do that. And it's like, okay, and then you go on to the next day. So it's like, it's more so that like, yes, this is their life. A book with action? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? No. Okay. <laughs> so I thought there were a lot of really good stories in this one. Um, Nubia was in here. Giganta was in here. Was that Joe Girl in here? John Kent was in here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the pages with John Kent saying, "Have practice party." <laughs> John Kent was in here, but even like with John, I thought. Um, Say a pride is a party. But that's John, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like that just yeah. like that feels right. Like that's exactly how you would say it. Like I don't know. I think like that's I may disagree, but those people exist and that feels like John. I feel like they're doing like a really good job at like making John what he is. <laughs> so that's that. I will say that this one didn't have as many um pinups as I would have liked. I think a lot of the other ones. I think a lot of the other ones do like some really, really great pinups, and I don't feel like there was that many in this one. There were some nice ones, of course, um, but like it just didn't feel like the influx was there. Oh, okay, that Joe Green Lantern girl, she wasn't. I just skimmed the issue again. Um, I don't really like her anyway. She's cool, but oh, the Ray was in there too. I think you'd like you like. Oh, I do like the Ray. Yeah, I do like the Ray. And it's like, and it's like, and I even as I'm like going back through the issue now. All of their stories, like there's action, they're like fighting, they're in the middle of missions, they're like doing stuff. They not being gay all the whole time. They're gay the whole time, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's not about them coming out and like Yeah. It's like look at my trauma for me being gay. Yeah, it's like I'm alive, I'm living. We can we can have fun too, I guess. So that was I like it. So far. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I thought it was a good one. Um so I just recommend, you know, I think if you like the prize special, you should go and pick those up from DC. I don't know, the Marvel one, I don't know what that one's going to get. But, <laughs> and um, my final book of the week, it was a month, I forgot, it's game month, Iceman Infinity Comics. More queens. <laughs> <laughs> and this is number two. And I know you, um, we were just talking about Iceman earlier. I don't know if you tapped out, but I really like this book, this little Infinity comic. I'm I'm gonna have to maybe give it a try, maybe. You know, 
Iceman to me has been a character I've always really liked. I like superhero Iceman. And like I said but previously, when I did a relaunch on him, all of the like original five characters, they can't just be the X-Men. They all need to like kind of level up and do something else. And Iceman's level up is for him to be a solo superhero. I just wasn't sure if I wanted to be going down like this, like where he just like living in WeHo. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was cute though. So like, I said that every day already. <laughs> the last issue, his little inhuman boyfriend Romeo popped up, but he was also an adult now. So like, they kind of reunite. Romeo tells him like he was caught up in some time travel, inhuman, blah blah blah, whatever. You know how it goes. He's here. He's an adult now. What's up? So they like go and they do it. And they stop a monster together, which was, like, really cute. And so Iceman actually goes to a meeting, uh, uh, not a meeting, but um, a convention about climate change. And he's talking about, like, how we need to start doing better and how, like, the mutants have this and this and that, but they can't, like, do it all by themselves. And they do want to live with people, which I thought was, like, a really nice thing to see and kind of, like, evolution of him doing something else. Again, if he's going to be off Hold on, hold on, I missed it. It was, like, a really nice moment there. Um, Then he, like, gets caught up in some other stuff. He also has to leave from that, though. He gets a call. His dad has died. Oh, no. Yeah. And so he, like, gets to the hospital. I got to read this now. It was good. And so, but, like... I've read read all of his, like, original solo stuff and his Champions Era stuff. Him and his dad have always had this, like, very... Tense relationship. Rocky relationship. And so, like, and that was, like, hit on in the issue when he gets to the hospital and the dad's dead. He's like, that's it. He's like, no final confrontation, no closure on all of the issues you had, like, no problems. He's like, dad's just gone. His mom is, his mom be right there with his nasty ass daddy. And so his mom, like, (laughs) she was like, she she was like, um, you see, you and your mutant people have like found a way to cheat death. It seems like I guess that's not going to happen for us. But they also make a comment. The doctor tells Iceman, I don't know "If I like that, like, she wasn't that nasty." <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's the gotcha. The doctor tells the uh, tells Iceman that the dad refused to take any of the mutant drugs that he offered. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes that makes. So sense. it's like you sit here talking about me and my mutant people, but it's like I was trying to help him. We were trying to help him. He didn't want to do it. Now he mm-hmm. did. And so after that, Bobby gets depressed and he starts talking about like making bad decisions. And at the end of the issue, we see him in bed with Christian Frost again. You know what? You know what? I can't even deep sigh because I make it's the same mistake. It's real. That's how it's me. That's exactly how it is. And he says, like, he says it. He's like, I don't know why I do some of the things that I do. <laughs> oh, you know what? That actually sounds really great. I do really like Iceman. I feel as though um, there's a bit of retconning that's happening right now with him and his family. Mm-hmm. And I only I didn't stay too long for his most recent solo series. I kind of checked out of those fairly oh, early. Um, Cena Grace. Yes. Oh, that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I checked out of those. But you know, Iceman. It seems as though his relationship with his family has been changed from being, oh, you aren't growing up to the boy we wanted you to be, mm-hmm. to just adding. Because you're gay at the end of it. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, when he was, before he quote-unquote came out, even though, in my opinion, Iceman kind of always really been gay. Like He has been. I don't, he kind of always is. And that the, the, like, undertones for that were always there, where his dad was like, you know, 
would pick on him for. I remember once he was like trying to build sand castles, and his dad was like, "Oh, you can't do that. Like that's not masculine. Like that's not what boys do." And you can look at that as like a masculinity thing. But now I feel as though after his coming out, you can really kind of look at that as more of a sexuality thing. And now I feel like that has kind of in a way affected his his relationship with his mom. Yes, his mama was always there with his nasty daddy, but like she. I don't know if she had ever really like been that way with him. Whereas now I feel as though they're kind of giving her that role because that's what would fit for this kind of stuff. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think she's always been that way. I do remember that scene of Grace thing. And I feel like I feel like that line in that aspect was supposed to hit a little bit harder because again her husband just died. Like she was upset. She right. was mad. so like she probably was just like speaking out nasty. But I always felt like with her, even though she might have sometimes been like, okay, yeah, bring over Bobby for dinner, she was also very much like, I still am kind of like disappointed in you in my own ways. Honestly. Yes. I was, yes. But I think a big part of that is a yes, you're not becoming the man we wanted you to be, but also like you are a mutant. I think like their whole like anti-mutant thing is like very evident. And mm-hmm. I think no matter any type of progress they ever did try and give Bobby and his parents, it was just like, they just don't like mutants. Again, like, here was this drug that literally could have saved this man's life, and he just refused to take it because mm-hmm. he didn't like them that much. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know, this, book, this book sounded a little lot better than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, and if anything, I think I have always been, I've always enjoyed Iceman, but again, like, I didn't see the solo hero thing. I just saw, like, a guy on the team with a lot of potential, and I wanted to see it in different ways, but I didn't necessarily think it would work with solo. But, like, it's working here, and I feel like it is doing, like, what old comics kind of used to do, and it's like a, like a She-Hulk vibe used to be. Like, it's slice of life, you know? We're seeing him do stuff, but we're seeing him be a hero, and he's, like, moving on, and it's, like, cool, and he's having a good time with it. You know, I think that's what a lot of these, like, Infinity mm-hmm. comics should be like, where we're getting a lot more um, insight into these characters. Uh, since they're digital, like, they can kind of come out whenever, and um, I hope that they can continue this. You know, like I've said before, the Krakoan era has really opened the door for more characters to kind of get these spotlights, because, like, now you have the backdrop of Krakoa, and you can just kind of tell their slice of life within that setting. Um, so I hope that you get to do a lot more of these. And Iceman should just have be a solo character. It's he's been X-Man. He ain't going nowhere. Like, y'all always call him, and he'll be right there, but... Agree. And he's, like, know. 05, so it's like, you can't be beat. Yeah. And he's an amazing friend. So it's like... He's Hello? <laughs> he collected the Spider-Man. He ain't going nowhere. No, but those were the books of the weeks. I'd also, I again, I think I'd rate this like, I'd rate this like a four out of five. Honestly, I know like Luciano's art isn't for everyone, but again, I do think it fits here. I think he's shown a lot of improvement for how he used to do it. I think he sells a lot of the emotion. Um, when Bobby finds out like his dad is dead and he just got there too late, it was kind of like, oh, like I feel that sadness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it sounds like they're finally aging him up. It was necessary. It's time. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into the book club. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week we were reading uh, Thor, God of Thunder, issues four through nine. And honestly, we could just like talk about all of these issues together because this was just like one long fight. Like, um, yeah. literally from issue four through nine, it was just gore <laughs> and Thor fighting throughout time and space, basically. And I have to say, 
this is my first time really like getting into like a Thor run. Yeah. And um it's wild how like you know how sometimes you see a writer and a character do they just like get that character? Mm-hmm. I really do think Thor might just be it for Jason Aaron because like mm, yeah. this just feels this feels very appropriate. Like anytime I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, this feels like a Thor story. Yeah. Uh, he seems like, like, like nothing feels out of place. One of the actual reasons I only started getting into Thor was because I kept hearing so many good things about Jason Aaron in the book. Oh wow. Yeah. And this is no this is no like change to that because this has been really great. Um I think one of my favorite things that have happened, so in this whole arc arc, um Gore has basically captured Thor because young Thor and old man Thor wanted to go and try to stop him. And um, they like had this whole fight. <laughs> they lost. And then <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gore like takes them to his like own makeshift planet that he has. And they have now he has enslaved all the gods throughout like the cosmos that he's found. Yeah. So all these gods are slaves, which there's a moment in it, which I thought was really kind of cool, which I kind of hope this happens in the movie, um, where before the fight, like, Gore is, is getting ready to fight the other Thors, and the Thors are, like, doing their little speeches or whatever, and Gore shows up, and he's like, oh, you guys should have brought more Thors. And I honestly feel like that's going to make it into the yeah. MCU. I fully expect Gore to see the Thors and him say, I love when there's multiple Thors. I love that like whole little trope. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think it is so exciting. Okay, I I like a core. I'm a Green Lancer fan, so mm. I like a core. But that's the thing. I don't think I want them around like all the time. But I mm. like because it's happened like a couple of times where they've brought like various Thors from like different points in time, and they've all fought together, and like Jane and the young Thor, and then the War Thor, and then Thor Thor and Frog Thor. And they're all here. And it's just even during um the Hickman Secret Wars, when they were doing like the Battle World thing, they had like a book that was just like a universe of all Thors. And there was a Sam Wilson Thor. He was hot. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did have those the, the Thor core. Yeah. I think that was the first time that we had seen those, and those are really cool. Um, we do also get like some of Gore's backstory. He is kind of similar to Mongol in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of where he was like raised on this desolate planet and just didn't believe in anything else, and he just had to like fend for himself. Although he grew up in a place where there was just no food or sustenance and like there was nothing, um, and the gods just never did anything. And these two uh, beings, one of like light and darkness, like fell from the sky and they were fighting. And the <laughs> the one that was light was like, "Help me, help me!" <laughs> and, Gork, <laughs> and so Gore killed him. <laughs> Because what else would he do? <laughs> and took the dark guy's armor and just be- that's how he became gore with like his darkness. And um, they have all this like these fighting across the stars and space and old man Thor and he's got this uh, the all the enslaved Thors. He meets these young daughters, which they turns out to be the granddaughters of Thor because I guess gore can actually pluck gods from like the time stream basically. Because he, because he slaughtered all these gods of time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, this is an evil man. I think that's why I like Gore, though. Because he is, like, just genuinely, like, you know, I love, like, a bad guy. Who's just a, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's all he is. My favorite thing in this was, my favorite thing in this was when Gore, 
uh, have the planet of all the enslaved gods, mm-hmm. and like um, <laughs> the young Thor was like, on Sundays we get to rest because this is a joke that Gore, like Gore thinks it's funny that like you know <laughs> on the seventh on the seventh day God took a rest, mm-hmm. so that's why he left the rest of the because if you're gonna be bad, why not also be petty? Um, <laughs> so. I thought that that was really cool. Um, they are like, oh, we can't summon any of the, our weapons or our armor. Like, none of us are at the strength that we normally are. And young Thor is like, well, I can do whatever I want to do. I'm going to, like, take the bomb that we guys have. Because he's Gore has built this, like, uh, god bomb, which is going to go off and, like, destroy all of the gods. They're trying to fight back. And I thought it was really cool when young Thor, like, leaves and he summons rain. And he like makes it rain fire. I thought that, that was cool. Wow. Thor is like really yeah. fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah, when he made it rain fire, I was like, oh, that's kind of really dope. Like, it's about, like raining fire. It's like just an amazing visual. You just it's mm-hmm. it's always gonna hit in the story, no matter when it comes or what it does. If it rains fire, oh yeah, it's getting serious. It was cool. So he took he took the bomb that they had like been planning to like blow up the god bomb and he's like i'm going on a solo mission and do it they try to make it work long story short it didn't work <laughs> so um yeah and that was like the end of like this whole little arc here and i personally feel like i was shocked when i got to nine issue nine because reading it i don't know maybe that just is a testament to jason aaron's writing but i thought the heroes were going to win yeah. Like, like <laughs> all three, because like this is getting over soon. So I figured, like, oh, they're probably gonna win. Then figure out how to fix everything towards the end. Mm-hmm. But the they best have all three stories. fighting and they lost. The best stories are when your heroes lose. Yes, yeah. Like they have been like destroyed and like crippled beyond belief. Batman get his back broke. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's funny you say that because the you know everybody knows like the Phoenix Saga, and it was one of my first uh, like events and stuff that I ever read. What drew me to it and what I liked it the most, my first my first solo issue X Men book was X Men One Thirty Seven, mm-hmm. and that is when the X Men lose. Mm-hmm. And like to me, that was the first time I had ever really seen heroes lose, and they were you know in space on the moon fighting the Imperial Guard, and I was like, oh, you know. The heroes are gonna win, <laughs> but they did not. <laughs> they got washed, <laughs> and that's what we want to see. <laughs> like, yeah. want to see them suffer yeah, a little. Bit, really, you know, that's what makes it good. I was <laughs> to see that, like, Thor and all those Thors were fighting, and the last page is Gore standing over their bodies, and I was like, oh, okay. Period. Here. I'm kind so of yeah, I great for me a little bit more. Me too. This has really been getting me kind of hyped for the movie. Although, it's also been making me think, how much is the MCU going to take from this? Like, because we already saw the trailer and homeboy that's playing Gore don't look like this. And this, uh, and they, and they got to do a lot in the movie. Like, like in this, Gore is like. He's got his own planet. He is um, like really going around killing all these gods. He's also like. The time jumping and stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. I do think it's cool that there were the multiple Thors, which makes me wonder if they're going to do it in the movie. Do you think we'll see another Thor? And they'll, like, bring all his brothers in? Mm-hmm. That would be fun. I bet we see King Thor. 
That would be fun, actually. It'll probably be King Thor, Avengers Thor, and Jane instead of like young Thor, like we have in the comic. Mm. No, that's probably what they'll use his brother for, Liam. Because you know, the Hemsworth, he got all them brothers. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That could be a cute cameo. But I don't know if they can. Yep. I mean, well, Chris really can. So. Well, he's nice to look at. <laughs> yeah. <To talk. laughs> and he's uh, he's Thor. He is Thor. He's a good Thor. He does Thor very well. He does comedic Thor. roles, actually. Like, he has really good comedic roles. Yeah. I'm glad they've been, been able to let him, like, be funny. Because yeah. he's, he's good at that. Um, it was so, yeah. Good. Um... What was that man's name? Channing Tatum. Yes, yes. Although I would never saw him as Gambit. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> you don't hear lying talking about some, oh, I was so heartbroken I couldn't do Gambit. Stop. Well, he, he just was, wanted he to come. Fighting, he was fighting for that. Like, he was fighting for that movie to come out. I will never understand it. <laughs> Can you imagine him doing an accent? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a good oh, Share. Man. Oh, gosh. Was Rogue going to be in it? I don't know. I don't know what the movie was supposed to be about. I mean, it was just oh, like. No, they did. No, Rogue wasn't going to be in it because they cast like a girl that was going to be Belladonna. Okay. Anything. And as someone who was like, who works in entertainment, like, they really do just be doing anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you Like, you need to go sit down somewhere. So, don't nobody yeah. want to game. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I've been really, really enjoying all of this. Um, I'm really excited for the movie now. Uh, I'm gl- I hope everybody's been enjoying like the book club and stuff. Uh, this has been. A lot of fun <laughs> reading about a bunch of these characters, especially with stuff that I haven't really read before. Um, like I said, Thor is like kind of a blind spot. I've read stuff with him when my faves were in his stuff mm-hmm. or when he was like having a big moment. I did read War of the Realms and some of the other stuff that he's had, but this has been hot. God of Thunder is good. Well, um, so next. Next week, we will be finishing up Thor God of Thunder by reading issues 10 through 12, and we will jump into Mighty Thor uh, with issues 1 through 3. So that is Jane Foster, and um, I'll finally find out if it's giving what it's supposed to give. I never really read it. I only read the first issue, so. Mm, It does, but not till like, later on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. I was like, be calm. bones crack. I'm not good, like, I'm not good with stretching after the gym. Mm, I need to do that more, too. It's like it's it's all gonna break down on me one day. I don't know. I should do yoga. I should become like a yoga. And so I've come to realize like I'm not patient enough for stuff like that. Like you really gotta like center yourself and ground and like go into the moves slow and like steady and just be. And I'm just like, all right, this is taking too long. Yeah, so you gotta just gotta feel it out. 
Mm-hmm. Relax. Be cool. I need to pump some iron. all right y'all welcome back to the rewatch corner of the show and this week we're going to be talking about ms marvel the newest Mm. marvel cinematic disney plus tv show starring amon valani as ms marvel and i'm just gonna go ahead and and say it i love this like clear she cleared it. Um, Aman really is Kamala. Like, yeah, she looks like her acting. But I think the chemistry of like everyone in the show was amazing, especially like Kamala and the family. But like Aman herself invoking like the vulnerability of Kamala, like the eagerness of her, the nerdiness of her, like feeling like she didn't fit in in certain spaces and like just wanting this stuff and like getting to the first. Like, that was like. I remember reading those first couple of issues of Ms. Marvel. I was like, oh, this is like the same girl. It, it felt like the exact same girl. Like, watching this first episode, it truly felt like it was like she walked off the pages. It was like so amazing to see. Like, so kudos to them for that casting because they really done. You know, sometimes the MCU does it right. They do. And we got to give them props on when they do it. And they did it right with them on. Um, I mean, so this episode, we see young Kamala fangirling over none other than Captain Marvel. And um, she basically told the retelling of the fight with Thanos the same way I did. Basically, she said, Captain Marvel clear. (laughs) And and everybody else is just kind of there. Um, But I think this is really cute. I loved the animation that they used in a lot of these scenes where things would like kind of pop up. Yeah. And even like the retelling and like all of her imaginary things that she was just kind of kind of daydream about were really cool. Yeah. And I thought it really cool like additions to the show. It really makes it feel like it's its own. You know, so far all these Disney shows have or Disney Plus shows have really felt like they try to have their own lane, right? They all try to have their own kind of mark on what kind of like creativity they want to provide to people. And I think that this is really like its own thing. I feel like this one's different in the way because like a lot of the Disney Plus shows, I feel like they, they've tried to have their own visual lane, but they still feel kind of like drab a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like Miss Marvel is very bright. It's very in your face. Like there's so much color, like you say, there's all these like animations that are going on while she's daydreaming and things like that. It's very fun. It's very playful. It's very light. It's youthful. And I feel like a lot of the other stuff has still been very mature. It's still very heavy. Whereas this is just like, this is a kid. And, like, it should feel that way. It has a lot of heart. And I love the way the show has been shot. It was, like, truly a standout. There it was so many parts where I, like, sat up. And I was like, oh, wow, this looks really cool and it's really interesting to see. And, you know, I'm going to jump all around a little bit while I'm talking about this. But let me say it right now. I like the power change. <laughs> and I kind of think they should give it to her in the comics. I was into it. Okay. I'm not so was I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I know that, like, obviously, I know I have a bias towards energy powers. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she was making some force field kind of stuff. So, yes, I understand that I have a bias there. But I don't know. It really kind of fit. I think if people go back and listen to some of the older episodes and remember that I talked about Ms. Marvel and her relationship with Carol, and in the comics... I I never disliked their relationship. I think that it's important because I think that the purpose of their 
relationship is for Kamala to see that she doesn't have to be this white woman to be great. You can be yourself. And after that, they can have whatever kind of relationship they want to have, whether she wants to continue to kind of work with her or not. That's up to her. But I think the point of their kind of becoming the mentor mentee kind of thing is for Kamala to eventually grow out of it and say, I don't need to be like her. I can do my own thing. Um, And Outside of that, though, while they all together, I used to always think that, like, Carol's sidekick should have, like, cosmic powers mm-hmm. or something a little bit more bombastic like hers are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to think that they would just give her another <laughs> sidekick <laughs> with powers like hers. But, I mean, they could also just... The little, like, <laughs> ancestral band-powered energy, Still, she can still, like, do whatever... I don't know it's hot. And I do think that, like, I know a big part of that story, again, is, like, her finding happiness and, like, the power and, like, saying, you know, I can do this and I don't have to look like Carol and I can have the ugly power. And it's like, she did all of that. Great. Now we can give her some flashy. Exactly. And that's okay. I like the little flash. It's a, and I the think so. I think the show actually still does a really good job at like emphasizing that even though she's about to have these flashy powers, she does still feel different and she does still feel strange. And I actually think they're still going to kind of drive home on the point that like, Ew, look, she still has these flashy powers and she's probably still going to feel out of place. And like, how does that make her feel? And how does she come into him? So it was really cool. I loved like the the tension she had with the boy. Like showing like the romantic interest when they were like sitting up on the roof after they told her she couldn't go to the uh, Avengers Con, which. Quick question. That was not how she got her power, where she got it from in the comics, right? It was like a gang war, wasn't it? Um, She got her powers in the comics. I don't think it was a gang war. No, she went out. That's right. She went out when she wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. She went out when she wasn't supposed to. Like, she, like, out and all the kids were, like, partying at the creek or something. Mm-hmm. And she, like, snuck out and went, and then the Inhumans cloud, like, came and okay. got her. Okay, I think it was, like, a war or something. Maybe, maybe I'm um, combining her and Static, but... I think you're thinking Static, yeah. <laughs> I just always remember, like, her being here at the Avengers Con thing, and that's where her powers activated. And I remember in the game, there was at the mm. Avengers Con, too. But I was like, did this, like, just happen? I was like, I don't remember this from the comic books. But I was like, it keeps popping up, so maybe it actually did. Um, no, but I do. That's probably something from the game. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of this con, I feel I like this show because I feel like this was the first one that like actually really did feel connected to the rest of the MCU. Obviously, like mm-hmm. we talked about, like the other heroes showing up. We saw like Scott Lang has his podcast, which I thought was cool. Kamala was talking about everything, but I thought like they did that in a really nice way that for, felt organic without still taking over the show. Yeah, and I also really like that this was the first time we really got to see a lot more of the, like, the universe's reaction to everything post-Endgame. Yeah. Um, we've seen them, you know, talk about it and, like, their grief or whatever, but now they've, like, lived with it <laughs> for a while. And now um, I feel like this is the first time we've ever really seen the, like, people. background characters and people like really talking about it or whatever you know we see them especially the avengers i should say mm-hmm. and like who they decide as a hero which made me think to them is wanda a superhero i'd assume like to the regular people like wanda is a part she, of the avengers she was an avenger who like killed a bunch of people right they don't know that they probably get over that um but no i was just i can't so but you know when i was looking at it i didn't see too many things of her me neither but i I was looking i also didn't see a lot of spider-man 
stuff in there either. That's great. They supposed I, to have forgot about him, right? I thought they just forgot he was Peter Parker. I thought at the end of No Way Home, everyone forgot about Spider-Man and Peter. I just thought they forgot that Peter was Spider-Man. I don't know. That movie. But, but Spider-Man was still a thing. Yes. I he, think you're right, actually. Because he was I think you're right. new suit at the end, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. I think you're right, but they haven't got the rights to Spider-Man. They're not going to say, I wonder if it was like a rights <laughs> thing that they couldn't have his stuff in there. So, like, that's why we just didn't see him. Um, the one but, again. No emails from Sony. Uh, and they do love to email. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the um, after we get some of the stuff with her getting her powers, I thought that the like bangle and the way that the powers looked was really cool. When she did the hand and caught that girl, um, that I thought that, that I was like, all right, <laughs> it yeah. does look kind of cool. Sorry, I know that I'm supposed to be against like, you know, and stand for the side of comic book accuracy, but I thought that it was. I'm not give her the powers. I did feel sad for her when she was trying to sneak out for the con and her mom and dad came in oh, and get with the whole costumes and dad was like, he was so excited. Parents, the parents are like standouts for me. I absolutely love them in the show. They are like killing it. They're fun. They're funny. They're like, I felt so bad for the dad. He was so hurt. And I was like, yeah, I grounded or something for like two months. Yeah, that was rude. She had for her Carol costume. I did also think that like um, while you said earlier that she may or may not, like, we'll see what, how she does about, like, her weird powers or changing or whatever, I thought that instead of her actually changing into Carol, like we've seen her in the comics do because she had those polymographic powers, I think that, like, now she's going to, like, like look like her, embody her. And she was in the mirror, like, in the Captain Marvel costume, and she's, like, truly in a skin-tight suit which was yeah. funny when her mom called it out it was like her costume is i really like that conversation that the mom had with her after like when she tried to sneak back in and she was like you know we try to teach you to be like this good girl and do all this stuff do you want to be this person with your head up in the sky and being cosmic and she at the end she was like cosmic <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it i also love that she's got a youtube channel yeah, um, Sloth cute. Baby Productions. I think that's very cute. Um, I loved all the other Easter eggs they had in this too, like her counselor being GWW, which is G Willow Wilson, mm -hmm. uh, the creator of uh, Ms. Marvel, and on the outside of the school, all of the creators that were involved in her comics were the names mm -hmm. for the school, which I thought was really a really nice touch. Um, and then the yeah, actress, I mean, I, it was um, it was Adrian Alfana art, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought, again, was really cool. And uh, speaking of the after credit scene, like, they had um, the damage control, which I think that's who that was supposed to be. Oh, um was supposed to be? I was, like, watching. I was, like, I don't know if I'm, like, missing something. <laughs> me too. So, like, in the comics, she had some people who would come after her, but I think that they were called nice. Okay. But I don't know if they've been introduced yet, but we know damage control, so I'm just guessing that that might be damage control because they were talking about picking up people with powers which makes me wonder the young avengers y'all know what that means <laughs> <laughs> y'all know the m word Ooh. the one the, the one havoc don't like to say 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that, <laughs> that one. Who's those kids? That, that'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not coming up time soon, but whatever. No, they're not. No. <laughs> but <laughs> they're the Inhuman. Oh, that could be a thing. You think like, you think that they might say that Kamala is a Inhuman? No. <laughs> No, they bought back Black Bolt. People liked him a lot. That's nice. Amon Valani herself was on the red carpet talking about <laughs> Black Bolt, her favorite, and they did him wrong <laughs> in the well, multi she madness. She's Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be her favorite. It's fine. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, wouldn't hold it out if they say something inhuman related for her. I know that they already changed her powers, mm-hmm. but I think that they might want to keep the inhuman thing just to have that door open. Mm, that's but who knows? I doubt that they would change her into a mutant or something. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Although it would be hilarious if they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be messy because one thing about Kamala, she's got it. She does. You know, she's an it girl. She's an it girl. Like she truly is the new Peter Parker. Like she mm-hmm. just, it is what it is. She's got it. So her being a mutant, <laughs> that would be funny. Because <laughs> she, she's she would end up clearing a lot of girls that way. Um, but what would you end up rating this first episode? Um. Honestly, I I think it was kind of like I give it like a five out of five. I think I like really right. walked away enjoying it and just and I remember when Miss Miss Marvel first got announced and like the preview and stuff came out. I was kind of like eh on Kamala as a whole, but like as time went on and you would see more of Amon and her interviews and just hearing about the story and stuff like that, it was like oh, okay, like I understand what this is supposed to give and like they really knocked it out of the park again i love the way it was shot i loved her as kamala i love the parents the family stuff i love seeing her at school heck, i um, mean her brother's kind of cute he is um that's why he get married <laughs> 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 um, dad's cute. <laughs> the mom's great i love the like first use of the powers I just love like the text conversation, how they did that with the lights and the neon stuff. That was great. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I am not of the same cultural background as her, obviously, but like I appreciated all the cultural stuff that they added into it. I can't attest to see if if it's correct, obviously, but like, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Guys here, I was like so tempted to go get some food after I saw them get. <laughs> like, that's right. Keeping it authentic. Um, I'm excited for this series. I think it's going to be great. I would also end up giving this, honestly, a five out of five. Like, yeah. no notes. Good, good TV, right. good comics, good energy, good fun. Like, what was that? Yeah. It's because it's my birthday. <laughs> You've been having a bomb birthday week. It's good. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, then that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate all the love and support. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can email us anything you want at um, anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube if you want to watch at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. Cool. All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here and then we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.